0: Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of The Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of tummy team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. Um, I'm Kelly Dean, and I am here today with one of our online clients, Jim, from Philly. And uh, I'm really excited to have him on to talk a little bit more about our men's program. So thanks for joining us, Jim.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kelly. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, you. Um, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your story? Can you tell them just, you know, your age, your background, kind of maybe what led you to the Tummy Team?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm 43. Um, you know, those are two numbers I never thought I'd say. Um, outside of Philadelphia, as you mentioned, I've uh, been in athletics and fitness all my life, uh, training for a variety of sports uh, baseball, basketball, football. Uh, I picked up golf when I entered the corporate world. I boxed in the Marine Corps. Uh, picked up martial arts, uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu in my 40s, and I've been strength training for about 30 years. And, uh, it's, you know, just when I thought I knew everything about fitness, um, I realized how much I didn't know, especially on the core aspect. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of a background on me. I've always been pretty, pretty into it. Right. So, you know, I knew it took discipline and, and strength and, and, uh, confidence to get through some of these things. I've had, I've ripped so many things, I've broken stuff, I've had surgeries, repairs, uh, you know, all of that. And, you know, now I'm thinking that, uh, there's things I could have been doing differently over the years. That's for sure. So.
0: We, we live and learn, right? We live and learn. Um, did you, did you end up having a diastasis? What led you to looking for something different? Because you have this great background and you probably felt like, gosh, I know a lot about my body and a lot about fitness and working out. What kind of led you to look at rehab?
1: Sure. Uh, interesting thing happened, um, you know, I, like most people, I work out with shirts on and one particular day my air conditioning died and I'm down in my basement and I'm working out, take my shirt off um, and I'm doing this tricep push down, you know, from a Smith machine and I look down and I see this this cone sticking out of, out of my abdomen I'm like, oh my goodness, what was that? So I did it, I pushed down again and it, it seemed to follow the flow of my repetition. And, uh, you know, again, I, I'm usually wearing a workout shirt, so I don't see it. I don't look down this time I did. So I thought nothing kind of of it. Um, I told myself, well, go look that up or talk to the doctor. And as soon as the workout was over, I kind of forgot a couple months later months. Um, you know, I'm doing leg lifts, uh, same scenario, same situation. This time I see it coning again while I'm on my back. And I was like, Oh my goodness! It looks like it's going to be like an alien's going to pop out. This is this is not normal, right? Okay, I I've, I I know I've never like watched my own abdomen before because you know when you stand up erect in the mirror, things and you flex and you, you're feeling like things are good, but when things engaged, I, I felt like it wasn't um so i went out and uh took a little bit of time research on google of like lumps in the stomach and you know all the hernia stuff came up and i already had a hernia and I already had a hernia repair in the navel so i knew it wasn't that um so i'm, I'm looking and i'm looking and i finally find the word coning and then i started following the path and it led me to this diastasis recti uh sort of thing so i started looking at pictures and i was like well what do you know That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, so many people, that's kind of the path they take. Occasionally, people will go to the doctor and get sometimes some information, often not a lot of encouraging information. So then they are on Google kind of searching and looking and trying to figure out um, what is going on. When you first started looking and you saw the pictures and you got the term diastasis recti, um, Uh, Did you find some information about men right away or did did you feel kind of inundated by the female portion of what the education is out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. So once I found out what it was, then I had to sift through the mounds of sites and data just to find that it was it was it was, you know, men can go through it. At first, I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe this isn't what I have exactly. It sounds right. But everything I'm finding is for is for postpartum and the females and, you know, 10 years here, 10 days there. I'm like, this this is tough. Um, You know, I thought about going to the doctor, but every time I go there, I wound up in surgery, getting something repaired. So I was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting old for the surgery. So let me uh, let me keep looking. Uh, And and it wasn't until I found your website, um, quite frankly, that it started kind of digging into it a little more on, on, on the male side.
0: Yeah. Well, we, um, like I was telling you before we started recording, you know, we originally, um, I did this, I started this program because I had a postpartum diastasis. Um, and then as I was in my clinic, I would have, um, occasionally a man that would come and see me and the men responded so well and so fast. And, um, And I was like, oh, there's something here. But I really thought it was just like this really small percentage and, you know, compared to this huge demographic of postpartum women. Um, And then um, we started getting more men kind of finding our approach online before we even had the men's program. And so I kind of, I kind of tried to neutralize, gender neutralize as much as possible. Our regular core, our women's core foundations course to like, identify the female focused videos that men could just skip. And we did that for a while. And then, um, we, we just kind of just decided one time, one time we said, okay, what if we just did it just for men and, and really didn't have to have the men sift through it. And I said, even if it was just, you know, a small percentage, nobody else is addressing it for men and men respond really well and do not need the surgery. um, and so what if we just created this and it might just be a little small, little niche of what we do. Um, and what's been crazy is I was telling you that we our men's program some months out, outsells our women's program. Um, and we, and, and that may simply be because we're one of the only people treating, addressing men specifically. And there's a lot of programs out there for women. Um, but it, it, really opened my eyes. And it seemed like 45 years old to 75 years old, that group of men is probably our second biggest demographic to the postpartum women. And um, and then as we've kind of been doing this uh, online program, it's been very fun to meet with men you know, in that age range that have all these different backgrounds having such good success. And so it's encouraging to me when I get to, um, and I get to do a lot of e-sessions with men now, um, seeing that feeling like, thank you for having something that wasn't just for women. Right. Um, and so I, I'm super excited Every time we get to, you know, see that we went down the right path for the right reasons. What kind of symptoms did you have other than the coning? Did you have any, like, once you started doing the kind of looking, digging deeper into what all was involved with this uh, kind of functional core weakness is what we call it. And that results in the diastasis. Did you start identifying other things in your life that were connected
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mentioned I had a, a hernia surgery. Um, so, you know, obviously I, I had a tire blow there. Um, lower back, right hip pain. I went and did some physical therapy. Uh, so I did a bunch of, uh, you know, exercises, stretching, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess it's the labrum building um, mm-hmm. or strengthening. So I had to deal with that a couple of times. Um you know, the good old fashioned beer gut, right? So you start, you you go down the rabbit hole on Google, you start learning that, you know, the beer guts there. And that's another point that I really wanted to bring up is for like 10 years, if not a little more, I'm fighting this, this beer gut. Now I knew I partied pretty good in my twenties, but I didn't think I deserved to carry this beer gut for another decade. So I'm doing keto. I'm doing p 90 P90X insanity. I am killing myself. Right. I even built a sauna in my garage so I can try to sweat it out and it just wasn't going anywhere. Um, so it was just this. I, I took some before pictures for the program and it was just like this this gut, the beer gut. And it uh, it drove me crazy. So that was a symptom that, you know, for whatever reason, I, I couldn't shake this. I was strong everywhere else, lean everywhere else, but not right there. So you figure with the the aesthetics, the visual stuff, the fact that I'm having hernias and I'm having hip issues, and and I always had this aching neck issue, uh, it was just something that I started putting together. I'm like, all right, you know, the hip bones connect to the leg bone. I get that, but you don't get it until you're going through it. Um, so yeah, I, I realized that uh, those symptoms were there. I still yet learned that it was my core weakness until I got to your got to your stuff. And I think we're probably going to get there, but I still didn't know, but that's what I started discovering.
0: Right. You started kind of thinking, Oh, maybe all of these things are connected. And we, and on our, on our website before for free, before anybody even gets into our program um, it's packed with education. Like we really want people to feel like an informed consumer. Um, I have no interest in um, kind of tricking people into buying something based on their panic You know, or their fear. You know, I want you to really understand what's kind of going on in your body, and then when you're ready to kind of go, okay, I need to take that next step. Know that we have the resources to help you that way. But I, I also feel like that's super validating for people that don't even realize how all these pieces are kind of falling together. You mentioned that you're 43, and it's kind of like we things start to falter and fail, and we're like, oh, maybe this is just what happens. You know. but then when you start seeing like um, somebody listing out all of the connected things, it, you know, you're like, oh, wait a second, maybe there's a little bit more going on here. OK, so you decide to get core foundations. You read everything. You decide to get core foundations for men. And then you start the program and then tell me kind of the first week of our program is a ton of information. Right. It's so much education because I want you to be uh, an educated You know, owner of your body, and not just blindly follow along with whatever Kelly says to do. I want you to know why you're doing what you're doing, and then we we start you in probably some things that you were like not expecting. Right? Um, Most people come in thinking, "What kind of exercises is she going to tell me to do?" So, tell me your experience.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the first week, I I remember thinking, "Uh oh, what did I get myself into?" But all right, we're going to stay the course. Uh, I was happy to see it was videos, uh, not necessarily PowerPoints with still pictures and music. Uh, so, you know, definitely a nice touch there. Kept my uh, kept my attention. Um, you know, your approach, your dynamic with the camera was really nice. It felt like it was just you and I, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm in the media um, as a, as a corporate job right now anyway. So there was a lot of like parallels. I was like, all right, this is good stuff. Um, I didn't like you telling me that I had to shut down working out for six plus weeks. That one there, I was like, Oh, oh I think this one might just be a financial loss, but I was like, all right, I'm going to keep listening. Uh, cause I, I've not, not worked out, you know, even when. I, I had an Achilles rupture and I had that repair and I still worked out, you know, even though I had a boot on, I, I still kept it going. So to shut down for six weeks, I uh, was like, oh, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it work. And, you know, cause I, I, attribute fitness to work and, and that, then there was the ab splint, uh, that notification came over. I'm like, oh, now i got going to wear an ab splint. Oh, geez. So there was a lot of things that I felt like I was getting constricted on, on what I was doing, but. I realized that what got me here is not going to get me there. So I needed to follow along with some professional advice for once and not be, you know, the the bonehead Marine Leo that, that I've been most of my life. So, uh, well, yeah, it was a lot of information. Yeah.
0: I think that that's so important that you shared that part because um, there's a lot of reasons people like, go, Oh, I'm not going to do it. Right. We, we do not like to be told we need to have boundaries or, or limit ourselves. Um, and that's hard as a physical therapist or a personal trainer to ever tell somebody that I want you not to do this. Um, and, and I think the splint also, um, kind of makes people feel like, Oh, I, you know, this is serious, you know, and, and Those things are all kind of very important parts of the process. The first thing, why we tell you, and honestly, I do let you do some things, but I don't want you to do what you were doing at the beginning because that's causing part of the problem, how you were doing it. Not necessarily what you were doing, how you were doing your workouts because you weren't connected to the internal muscles. So we have to slow things down to connect to a really um, neglected quiet muscle. Um, and so we have to we kind of have to take some steps back to get that muscle up to the same level as your other muscles so everybody can play together nicely. Um, but that is a hard thing for people. Um, we are addicted to exercise. We're addicted to thinking that these are the things we need to do, and it's very hard to to comprehend that less will be more. Because it makes you question what you've been doing your whole life, and we don't like to do that. Um, and then but the split also, that awareness, I think for some people, helps them realize I actually have an injury. And if I had an Achilles injury, I would wear a boot, right? I would wrap my ankle and I would take care of it. You had a core injury. And you wrapping that, um, we, we, you splinting for a lot of different reasons in the course, but part of it for you was probably realizing, oh, I'm doing this for a reason, right? It kind of gave you that, that reminder that, oh, there, there's what I was doing was not working. That's why I'm doing this. Um, but you, you stuck with it. You didn't give up. And then what happened?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, to to the last point you just made, it's this one's tough because I didn't feel anything. There's no pain attributed to this injury, so it, it was a trust the process kind of thing. Um, you know, got to got to trust the process. So then, what next? Um, you know, the first week was tough. It was, um, you know, I felt tired. Um, I felt uh, like just I, I wasn't as energetic. But you know, again, I kept trusting the process. You know, at first I was hiding the splints because I didn't want to look, you know, like an invalid or weak. So I was covering it up. And if somebody did kind of notice something, then it turned out that I wasn't knowledgeable yet enough because I couldn't get to the second video, the third video, the fourth video. Listen, I would have jumped ahead had that thing not been locked. I would have watched everything in one week and <laughs> broke everything out myself because I'm an organizer. I'm like, all right, I know what the end goal is. Now I know how to get there. But I'm glad you did it because I patiently waited. I even waited on Christmas morning for this thing to unlock. I was like I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it going. So it was uh it, it was good. Um but it was tough. It it wasn't without, you know, hard work. It wasn't without, you know, conversations with myself, with my wife, uh, with my children. Um it was it was some good learnings after that first week and into the second week. Yeah. and, and beyond.
0: And and initially um what we start with is talking about your posture and talking about your breathing and talking about being finding that internal corset muscle that wraps around and kind of somewhat cinches your waist, but stabilizes your spine and closes that coning, closes that gap. Um, and it's a deep muscle. And when you have a lot of um, strong external muscles, that internal muscle can feel a little obscure. Um, right. And, and, but it's not like I had you doing this huge workout that first week, I had you reset how you were standing and sitting and, you know, did some breathing exercises, but it, it makes it, it's hard at first because it's a a totally, it's brain work in the beginning more than anything, right. Retraining your brain to connect to a, a pretty um, obscure muscle But it's one of the biggest muscles in your body. So once you get the connection, it's like, oh, I can tell something, something's happening here. Do you remember that moment? Most of my clients have a moment when they, they really felt the transverse in a way that feels like, yes, this is the missing piece. Do do you remember? Or did you have a feeling like that at some point?
1: So I'll say that I, I convinced myself the things that I were doing was the right thing, even if I wasn't feeling them. Um, you know, the zip up is still to this day, right? I'm maybe 10 weeks, 11 weeks now since I started the zip up is still something there. Uh, I'll say once I started working out again, I started with the bands and I've done band workout before, but I, I invested in the bands and changed my whole regimen. There's, there's a particular move where you go from top up down to the bottom, right with the band movement. And I used the black band and, I I whipped it. Like I never felt control and strength um like ever. Um, you know, I felt it engage, I felt it lock in and I shot it. Uh I did some jujitsu sparring a couple weeks ago and there's a particular move called, called a sweep. I swept this guy and I felt I felt my core engaged and it was one of the faster sweeps that I've ever done before. So it was more of an after after like holy cow, that there it is. Like that's what I've been working on and building. So Uh, it's been nice.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. And that's ultimately our hope is that once you get through the process and, and the rehab process, especially for men, I start building in, well, I build in functional integration from day one with every one of our programs, because how you integrate it in real life is really the purpose of your core. Um, But I start to challenge uh, the muscle a little bit more. Um, with resistance bands and with exercise earlier in the rehab process with men than I do with women for several reasons. Um, but, but usually that re, doing some of those resistance bands really starts to, um, activate those internal stabilizers in a new way. Once you have that initial kind of breath connection, um, And then our goal is muscle memory. Our goal is for that you now are going to recruit it in the things, other things that you're doing um, more and more and more and, and being aware when you are, and more importantly, when you're not using that strategy. Um, Did you start to see how the way you were working out was bracing and holding your breath and tensing up your, your core kind of to displace the air pressure out in your belly? did you start noticing that 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 was it wasn't the exercises you were doing but it was the strategy that you were trying to use to stabilize your core when you were doing those exercises
1: yeah absolutely uh you know i, I find myself finding a rep number that i'm like all right time to inhale exhale zip up and engage you know, maybe it's five, maybe it's 10, depending on the movement. I have not gone back to my old workout regime. I, I have a full blown gym in my basement, squat rack, heavy bars, barbells, dumbbells. I've not gone back to them since I, uh, since this program. So some of the things I can, I can remember, you know, arch your back, blow it out, push up this 300 pounds for no reason. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> why was I doing that? Uh, you know, my elbows don't hurt anymore. My shoulders don't hurt anymore. Um, you know, so I, I haven't tested that out and I don't foresee myself doing that. But the movements, the explosive movements that I am doing with band workout, I do feel that either the core goes in with the breath out or I engage it right before I hit it. Uh, it wasn't easy at first. It was very tiring, I felt my back tiring out a little bit, um, especially when I started weaning off the, um, uh, the splint. Uh, but I do feel it now as a commonplace. But it, it was very, very new in the beginning to, uh, to do this. Uh, not realizing that simple breathing and engaging was going to change everything.
0: And do you see now how um, you're exercising differently? It's not like you can't exercise. You're exercising differently. Um, you're feeling better by doing less because it's more efficient.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm not hurt. I'm not. I don't have the the soreness that I used to have by just thinking I was just grinding with the weights. Um, you know, I'm actually sleeping better. Uh, in fact, I've actually leaned out a little more by doing less rigorous workout and appropriately it's been a very very strange transformation these last couple months
0: yeah and and how about the aesthetic like you had mentioned that your your beer belly do you are you starting to see that your core um is wrapping around and holding your body differently
1: Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I can see obliques that I haven't seen probably since my twenties. Um, I can just, it, it's an overall, you know, flatter disposition. Um, it's, there's still a little bump, but I, I feel, and I never measured and I wish I would have, but I did the before and after or the before pictures. Um, there is a reduction in the waistline. So the pants are fitting differently. Uh, the shirts are hanging differently. So aesthetically it looks different. Um, you know, there's You know, when you do the, um, you know, the check to make sure the depth and how far apart, there's still something there, but it is definitely moving in the right direction. Rapidly, at first, I I saw immediate gains within four to five, right around the six-week mark. And then it started to plateau a little, but I could still see some, you know, improvement week over week.
0: The initial improvement for people that are working out the way you were working out Um, because this was my, my, my diastasis started out as a six finger wide diastasis and I went from, yeah. Um, and it went from a six finger to a three finger by me just eliminating the sit-ups, crossover crunches, the working out that I was doing and working on elongating. I seriously eliminated what I thought was helping my core and worked on just standing tall, which was really hard for me at the time because my core was very weak and I went from a 6 to a 3 so your initial res- the initial part of that healing for people that are 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 using inadvertently causing some of the problem by their fitness choices um if once we remove that you're already halfway there now we need to re retrain and restructure um and revascularize that tissue and that takes that takes some time, right? It takes some time, but I, I went from six finger. I'm completely closed. It's thick, meaty. There's no dip at all. Um, so, and this is years later, and um, so it 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 does happen, but it is also a process. I think that um, what I I really like to hear too, and what I can see it because. I, we're on video when we're talking. As I, you're standing, right? So you you have shifted also kind of some of the things in your daily life, how you sit, how you stand, how you work at your desk, your posture. And a lot of times, people really underestimate how our posture relieves so much pain, and how our posture actually slims our our core because the core muscles actually create good posture and good posture helps us use our you know it's it's a win-win helps us use our core better so your posture seems really great right now have you noticed that
1: absolutely um you know i can stand longer now at first you know i i revamped my entire work from home office got the stand-up desk i got the uh, fatigue pad uh got you know uh lights now that I uh, can kind of you know give me uh you know a better glow but I'll tell you that you know here we are in 2020 2021 a lot of us are working from home you know it's it's no brainer that when you stand up you sound more confident you are presenting differently you know in my job I have to do a lot of presentations to uh, audiences and you know sitting down and all crunched in it just wasn't uh, it wasn't getting the same kind of uh, feel as if I'd be up on a stage or in a boardroom or something like that. Um, so it was a good reminder. Hey, this is this is a better way to operate. And, you know, I'm standing longer and longer. At first it was let me just stand there in meetings. And that was let me see how long I can go. I can go about maybe six hours now without like sitting down, um, you know, I'll walk around, of course, you know, to get some blood moving, but you know, I'm, I'm a little more each day, a little more each week. So it's, and it's changed just so many things, the way I sit and watch television and my leisure time, the way I play my video games, right. I'm, I'm, I'm up right now. It looks like I'm stiff, but I'm upright. Um, you know, just so many, even when I drive, my, my posture in the uh, truck is different because now I feel, I feel a few things. One, I feel that I'm letting myself down in this program by slunching, you know, slumping over. Uh, And two, I don't want to go back to to what it was. I feel like I'm just going to, you know, start it all over again. And and I don't want to do that. I want to stay away from that brace as long as possible.
0: (laughs) I think that one of the things that is important for you to know is that um, it's hard to unlearn what you know now. Even if you're not as diligent as you were in the beginning of the rehab process, which nobody should be, the rehab process um, there's a certain amount of consistency and t- intensity early on, um, and then it gets less and less because we move more into lifestyle. Um, the reality is you you don't unlearn. Um, you may not be as consistent all the time with in, in different seasons, but. You still know these tools and you know what works and you have learned how to listen to your body and know, oh, when this is happening, this is feeling. I'll have a lot of clients saying, can't I just slump on the couch? Can not I just relax? And I'm always like, of course you can, you, you can do whatever you want, you know, but what I want them to know is as soon as, because we think that's what we want. And then we sit all cozy on the couch. And within probably 15 minutes, our back doesn't feel so great. And we have now trained ourselves to not ignore that. And that's what I say. As soon as your body starts feeling uncomfortable, listen to it and honor it and respect it and move into a better position. And and then we start realizing that our body actually craves that supported upright posture so much more. And how can we create our world and our environments to support that. Um, and, and it's hard because furniture shopping, even car shopping, all of the, all the stuff out there is made for these like squishy collapsed, um, postures that are, don't feel great long-term. So you have to really be conscientious about setting up the, you know, your environment to support you. That's right. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how I kind of heard about your story, because we didn't do an e-session. You did the online program without doing an e-session. You just kind of went through it. And then you left us really um, great Google review. And what what really stood out to me in the Google review was um, I could tell that you had this journey of, I was doing all of this stuff and there was a missing link. And this missing link has made this huge difference in my life and I want people to know about it. And I really appreciated that because I think that there's a lot of people out there looking, um, for answers and, and, um, hearing other people's stories are really important. Um, so the missing link for you, can you, do you know what the missing link was for you? We've kind of talked about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was working out incorrectly, working out wrong. Um, you know, Going with the old school ways of, of knowledge, um, you know, again ripping and grinding in the gym, you know, throwing up the heaviest weight you can. Uh, you know, I, I have two teenage boys that I'm now correcting as much as I can. I'm like, listen. You don't want to be this guy. You got to be that guy, sort of thing. Um, you know, ten-year-old daughter. I'm trying to get her working on. She does jujitsu. Trying to get her doing her breathings now and uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So the missing link with me was was knowledge about the core. You know, you know what what's most embarrassing to admit on this call is I was once a personal trainer, and I don't know how many people I probably screwed up. You know, telling them to do leg lifts and bicycle kicks and you know bar crunches with weights and you know I'm hoping I didn't. You know, if you're I apologize. But, you know, in your right hands now, if you're uh, if you're working with Kelly, um, that was the missing link. I was just doing it wrong. And, you know, surgery is, is not definitely the answer if you do the program correctly. I mean, I, I did it and I like it. And I've been through enough surgeries to know that it's there's always a better way. It's more holistic way to, to kind of do these things. So that's what I would say.
0: Well, surgery doesn't rebuild strength. You know, it might repair um a tear, but it won't rebuild strength. And what people need to recognize is that diastasis recti is a it's actually a functional core weakness issue. Um it's an and weakness is built by, you know, using the muscle properly. Um our bodies are used it lose it system, and once you know how to get your body in the right alignment to activate that muscle properly, that's where strength is built. And it's built in the everyday, all day things more than it is the gym, right? But the gym. Um, helps you um, really make sure that you're um, kind of challenging the muscle correctly, you know, and I, I think that that's um I think giving people that hope to know that there are there's a better way. and just to just to tell you about you weren't intentionally hurting people when you're a personal trainer, you know, you did what you knew. Um, and I see this a lot, because I do train, um, I train other professionals. And the first thing that is really hard for a lot of people is to realize, Oh, I was doing this wrong. And I was hurting people inadvertently. And I would say, you know what, you know, until you know better, and then you do better. And this is, everything, you know? Um, and I said, you know, you just have to kind of forgive yourself. You knew what you knew at the time. And I didn't, I didn't work in this field. Um, you know, prior to the knowledge I have, I I was a physical therapist, but I did, I did brain injury and stroke rehab before this. Um, and so I, I had to forgive myself for how much I beat myself up how much I had done to myself in the name of trying to like whip myself back into shape. Um, And I had been actually pretty mean to my body and did not let it heal. And then felt like it was failing me. You know, I was just, you know, so there's just a process of go of, of acknowledging, Oh, I didn't know something and now I know it. And I think it's humbling for everybody. Um, But you know, it kind of, it kind of leads us to be lifelong learners you know, to recognize that there's always something new to learn. And that's part of the reason that our program is the way it is in these sectional videos, because, um, as I learn something new, as I understand a better way to implement something, I replace out that video and I put something in new and, and I don't have to replace, I don't want somebody to buy a DVD and have a DVD in their house. That's four years old of of education, you know? Um, so we kind of keep it, we're constantly learning. We're constantly believing that there's more to learn. We are not, you know, um, I, I, I try never to use the word experts. We're specialists, not experts. Experts kind of give the impression that you know it all. We do not know it all, but we're specialists, which means I hone all of my learning and energy into this area so that this, like I'm not somebody you're going to see for your knee, um, you know, or your shoulder a little bit for your shoulder, but um, mostly, you know, for things related to your core. Um, If you had to, uh, if you had to share something to other men that are like thinking about kind of, is this what's going on with my gut? What would you say?
1: Um, if this is going on with my god i would definitely say you know give it a look you know give the program a look give it a try uh you know men we, we like to have ego sometimes we don't want to so, you know we know what's best for ourselves right that's that's the the common challenge that we have we're, we're a little hard-headed in that case and you know the keep looking you know keep finding you know a program that fits you and i think it's this program um you know don't give up don't get the surgery right off the bat you know a lot of I think a lot of physicians will go straight to that right off the bat, but to your point, it doesn't fix the strength. You're still going to have a problem when it's over. Um, You got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of your own head and, you know, kind of you got to lean into this stuff and and give it a try. Um, I do hope there's more literature out there where where folks can find, you know, people like you and if not you directly, um, you know, if they're listening, they're already kind of interested. So you just got to step in and lean into it and it'll work. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating just how, fast and natural, it worked.
0: Yeah. I I liked one of the things you had said that, um, I kind of anticipated your questions in each week, like, and it kind of freaked you out a little bit.
1: It was good. It was almost like, like scientific in the sense of, all right, this, obviously there's been a lot that's been put into this program. Um, you know, I, I could see why the need to, to do it for men because I could see men going, well, I'm not doing that because you know, that's for girls and things like that. I can, I can just see that. Right. I know my peers, I know my gender peers. So, um, there was like times along the way, I was like, oh man, I wonder when I can start doing this. When, when can I start doing that? Or, you know, how can I start pulling off of the, uh, uh the brace i can't be wearing this brace 13 hours a day for the next couple weeks and then you'd hit it in the video i'm like all right cool i you know there was so many times i was about to get an e-session just to ask questions that you actually answered if i was just patient that's another thing i just if i was patient i would have seen it in the next video um and there was a few times i was going to get an e-session it's just your schedule my schedule it didn't it didn't like work out um and then i just i kept with the program and i started seeing it um but yeah that's uh that that would be the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that um I you know, I live out this program uh, this process. So I do kind of anticipate what people are going to feel and experience um at each stage and I try to encourage you and kind of validate where you're at and kind of anticipate what you're going to to ask before you ask it. Um, and we do, um, we do control your access because people will jump ahead, um, thinking, Oh, this is too easy. I'll just, you know, or I got that. I got that. Okay. Sit and breathe. Yep. Got it. I'm going to move on to the next thing. And they don't realize that you actually need to implement it for a week before your body is ready for the next thing. And, um, that's another thing that sometimes would, would discourage people from doing the course because they like to be in control. Um, but you know, we've stuck to our guns in that way. And, um, really encourage people to trust that there is a a sequencing and there's a timing and your body needs time to adjust and time for nerves and blood flow and, and connection to happen and strength to build before we ask you to do this next thing. And by just watching a video, you could say, Oh, that's not that hard, but by implementing it, you recognize, Oh, this is, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And so I think that, you know, I love how you've said multiple times, I just had to trust the process. I had to just trust the process, trust that, you know, obviously if she's made a program, there's a lot of people that need this. Um, And so it's based on that. And I appreciate that. Um, Anything else you'd like to share before we, we sign off?
1: No, I mean, I I think uh, it's got to be habitual, right? So for those listening, this is about habit. It's, you know, you do it once a day, it might be effective. You do it twice a day, three, four, five times, like Kelly had said, you're going to find the results. I did things like I put it in my phone for alerts and alarms. My whole family now knows that at like 11, 3, three, seven, and ten, it's breathing time for Dad, and I stand up and I do the whole routine. Even even today to, to this uh, to this point, um, they all know it. And you know, a few times they jumped in. So it's it's got to be habitual. You got to bake it in. It's got to be just like brushing your teeth, you know, taking a shower. It's it's if you don't if it's not consistent, you're going to get inconsistent results. So that's. The one message that I did want to share, you know, to uh, to folks in this program, is it's not overnight. You do have to be patient, and you do have to make it a habit and change the way you live. You live
0: right, and and I try to give you a lot of strategies to do that. Like I, I try to um, give you really practical ways to build it into your real life, so that this. Um, you know, does start to shift how you, um, how you live. So it's not just you check off a series of exercises, but it's not as daunting as I've got to change my whole life. You know, we systematically sneak it in there to all of a sudden I sit and stand differently. And, you know, I didn't even see that happening. (laughs) Right.
1: Literally like two minutes. It's really two minutes. And it, it gets the blood flow. It gets me moving, you know, on calls and things like that. So it's it's really not all that hard. And the, and the benefits so much outweigh the, the effort that you have to put in.
0: I agree. I agree. Well, it was great talking to you, Jim. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, I hope that more men hear your story and are willing to take a risk and and try our course. But also, even if they don't do our course, just to educate themselves and to be encouraged that You know, you don't have to keep doing kind of all the things that you thought you had to do that there are different ways. And your body is actually, you know, one of your biggest resources as you age. And we want you to feel really strong and connected and pain free in your body. And, you know, if they even just find some encouragement that that's possible, I think that that's a big win.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And you know, Kelly, to you and your staff and your organization, I thank you so much for, you know, the real change of life. Like at 43, I, I didn't think I'd see that many aha moments anymore. Um, so this has been a great one. I, I thank you. And I, I'm a reference in a, in a, a resource to your organization. If there's anybody that needs to talk to me, wants to, you know, hear what my journey was like one on one outside of this podcast, you have my email. You know how to get a hold of me and I'm happy to, uh, you know, help you out from a marketing promotion perspective as well.
0: I love that. Thanks so much. Thanks for giving back, Jim. It's been great to get to know you and hear your story. All right, thanks everybody for sharing us or <laughs> for joining us this week. You didn't share, but thanks for listening to the sharing this week and joining us. And um I hope that you are well wherever you are. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you are meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically, and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow The Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.